Keep moving. So, hey, we have some visitors here. Welcome for those of you that are here for the first time. My name is Chris, and my wife, Sarah, and I, hey, cute wife with the baby stuck on you. Will you raise your hand? Yeah. Um, my wife and I are the community architects here, or some people use the term lead pastor. We, we kind of go with both, but we've been doing this for about three months, and this church has been going on for about two and a half years, right? Give or take a few months. We're having fun. I usually do the teaching, but this morning you have a special treat. We brought somebody in from right here, actually. Um, but before I introduce her and pray for her, I just wanted to bring you all up to speed into what we've been doing. Actually, you can come on up. Just, um, just bring the hook, bring me off in a minute. But let me bring you up to speed with what we've been doing as a community. We've been talking about the life and personality of Jesus, that Jesus was actually a person that had preferences and a personality and ways of operating and that he wants to be related to, not just um, believed in or thought about or talked about. So we've been looking at what is Jesus actually like as a person. Last week, we, to kind of bring you into more specifics, we talked about the story of Mary and Martha. And uh, just a quick little Cliff's Notes version for those of you that weren't here. We talked about how maybe the point of Mary and Martha isn't that sitting is good and serving is bad but that maybe the point was doing what Jesus is doing. And maybe in that moment, what Jesus wanted was some companionship, but there are other times when he wants coworkers. So it's not about this is bad, this is good. It's about what is Jesus up to? Because the point is following him. That's what he tells Martha when she comes and complains. He says, hey, Mary's chosen the right thing. And what he meant was she's sitting at my feet. That's where disciples sit. They follow the rabbi, the teacher around. And that's what Jesus invites us into. So we talked about a few more layers of it and the gender things, but if you want to hear that, you'll have to just go online and listen to the message because it's Bree's turn now. So Bree, come over here. Yeah, this is Bree. Most of you know her. She has been ushering us in to a rich awareness of the presence of God for over a year, and she has something on her heart to teach and to share with us, and it's going to pull a lot of themes together. So join me in prayer for her, and we'll, we'll hear what God has to say with Bree's partnership. <laughs> yeah. Holy Spirit, we love being in your midst. Father and Jesus, we love, we love being in your midst. That We can sit and pause and tune out all the crazy distractions and, and things that, that just pull our attention away from you and, and be together and be with you. So turn our face towards you as Bree shares her story and what you put on her heart. Holy Spirit, we know that you have things you want to say to each of us and that you'll meet us where we're at. So may this not be a burden that Bree bears, but just a, a delight that she gets to just open her heart and share with us. And, and we know that we'll encounter you as we have been already this morning. Meet us with your richness and your love. Amen. Sweet. Can you hear me? This is really weird. Hello? Can you guys hear me? Whoa. I've never experienced this microphone situation before because I'm so used to having like a mic in front of my face. But you guys can hear me. It's great. Cool. So, um, yeah, I think most of you know me, but there's a lot of new faces here today as well. And um, my name is Bree, and I am technically the worship director here at Coastlands, and I love it. I love worshiping, and 
That's just something that God's always put on my heart to do. Um, and today I'm going to speak. I, like, I cut my hair this week, for those of you who know me. It's like I'm a whole new woman this weekend. I'm like, this is speaking version of Brie. It's classier, huh? Yeah, okay. That's what I was going for. <laughs> um, cool. So Chris kind of caught you guys up to speed on what we've been talking about. And um, we've been talking about the brilliance and beauty of Jesus. And it's been really exciting because we've just been looking. Oh, you don't have the cool graphic up there? Why does Chris get it and I don't? I made it. Come on. Seriously. Okay, anyways. We've been talking about Jesus' personality and his life and looking at him for who he was while he walked on the earth in in his humanity. Um, And we've gotten to see how he challenges spirituality um, or like the um, systematic things of Christianity and, and um, all that comes with it. And we also got to look at just his demeanor and posture and turning the other cheek and um, his love and affection for us, how he wants us to come and sit at his feet and how beautiful that is. And um, I wanted to kind of, when Chris asked me to speak, um, originally I wanted to talk about questioning God and having peace with not knowing the answer. And that's been something that's really, really been on my heart. Um, But I'm going to save it for another time if Chris doesn't ban me from speaking ever again. And he might just tell me my place is back there. So Uh, anyways, we're going to talk about community and what Jesus has to say about community and relationship and um, just the way Jesus likes to love on us and love on people and um, just how that that is seen throughout our community in this church. and um, Yeah, I'm going to pray one more time, and then we will get into it. Sweet. God, we just thank you so much for who you are, uh, for just uh, your personality, God, that we get to look at you and connect with you and um, relate to you, God, and just learn from who you are and your son was walking on this earth, God, and um, God, I pray that we just continue to see just the genuine love, God, uh, from you, that we get to carry that and we get to uh, be a part of that here at Coastlands, here in Morro Bay, here on the Central Coast, God, that you would just move throughout this land, um, just in that genuine way, God. We love you so much. We give this time to you. Amen. Cool, so uh, we're going to look at what Jesus has to say about community, and um, back a long time before Chris was our pastor, we looked um, at the creation story, and it was really cool to see just a different perspective on it, and um, one big part of that, um, do you have Genesis in there? That doesn't look good. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. Okay, so Genesis 2.18. Um, It says, then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Um, So we see from the very beginning um, that it's not good for man to be alone, right? It's built into us that we need people. And um, it's very evident that that that's the way God created us. He created us to be with one another, to be 
in relationship, in community, and it's very evident from the beginning. And um, we also see that in uh, John, we see that Jesus was with God during that time, and he understood and he um, was a part of this, this knowing that um, we need other people. And uh, we just look and see that part of laying that foundation of people needing other people was, was there from the beginning. And in John it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Um, yeah, and basically just see, like, Jesus was with him, and he was part of that, that community, and we, we also got a chance to look at how um, there's community within God, just in um, the triune God, you know? And um, that's just such a foundational part of who we are as believers. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to jump into John 10 and look at the Good Shepherd. Um, and this is kind of a, a different take on it, but as I was reading this, um, I kind of, I had a new takeaway from it that I never had before. Um, and so I thought I'd share it. It might be crazy. Chris does this all the time. I'm going to attempt it. <laughs> um, so here in John, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Um, we'll stop there really quick. Um, so something I saw in this was, man, um, there's such an importance of knowing someone's name, right? A show of hands. I'm curious to see if Mike and Betty raise their hand. <laughs> How many of us know everybody's name in this room? Dang it. I wanted someone to raise their hand. Well, I think it's, it's pretty unlikely. Um, I've, been, I've been going to Coastlands for about almost two and a half years. It's crazy. And I've been working, doing worship for about a year and a half now. And uh, just thinking about Sundays and stuff, I never know everybody's name. And it's bad. There's names I should know. That Sorry if we've ever had an awkward conversation where you're like, she totally doesn't know my name. And I've seen you a million times before, but um, there's something really important and really valuable in our humanity about knowing someone's name, right? Um, working at Apple, my husband and I, I used to work at Apple, he currently does, but something we're taught there from the beginning is just this importance and value of um, when a customer comes in, you address them by their name. And it's this initial, like, feeling of, of welcome and feeling of, like, they know you off the bat, right? It creates this, like, relationship. Um, and so here in John, um, we see Jesus showing that um, there's relationship there, right? There's relationship with his sheep. And he knows each one by name. And that's so beautiful and, um, and personal. And um, we just see that that's part of who Jesus is. And he wants to be in that relationship with us. Um, and so, moving past that, um, let's see. Um, here we see, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, 
but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Um, yeah, and just continuing with looking at real relationship with Jesus, what does that look like? And um, there's very evident community and relationship here, and um, the sheep actually know his voice, and they can listen and hear that. And, um, so, and then going down to John ten sixteen, um, we see Jesus setting up this, this picture of one giant community, and um, just a place where there's no boundaries or borders, and um, it makes our differences here on earth seem a little insignificant. Um, he says, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Uh, I just think this is a really beautiful picture of uh, God's kingdom. And um, just so often in, in Christianity and world and our culture, we get divided by so many, uh, so many differences, so many opinions, so many perspectives. Um, and looking at something like this, we see, man, how insignificant is that little like opinion I had that that tore me away from that person, right? Um, and whenever I look at this, I see in perspective how um, moving beyond those things and really learning to just be in a relationship with people is what it's all about, and it's what it will be. Um, so I'm going to give a little bit of my background and talk about kind of how I came to Coastlands. Because um, I think we have something really special here, and it's really exciting to see. Um, so I, I'm from Lancaster, California, the most beautiful place in California there is. There's lots of greenery and mountains, and has anybody been to Lancaster? It's really ugly, huh? <laughs> there's the, okay. There's a beauty to it. There's like. There's mountains surrounding, right? And because it's so flat, you can see all the mountains around you. And it's really beautiful. Summer nights are pretty there. But I grew up, I grew up there my whole life. And um, I, at age 15, um, I auditioned for my church worship band. And uh, this was the Desert Vineyard. And it's a church of about 5,000-ish. They might be bigger now. I don't know. Um, it was really intimidating, really scary, and uh, if you guys were here last weekend, Steve and, and Regina, who led with me, Steve um, was there when I auditioned, and he, he handed me my, his tailor, and I was like, I can't play your tailor, like, are you serious? This is Steve Irwin's tailor guitar, and so it was really scary. Anyways, um, so I started leading worship there at age 15, um, and I led for five Four years, about four years, yeah, uh, through college, and it was really the place that I um, understood what worship was, that it was more than just music. It was about um, ushering people into God's presence and the, just the reality of that and the, the responsibility of that as a worship leader, and I just fell in love with it immediately, and, um, and specifically that church really uh, changed my, or impacted my perspective of, of Christianity and what it looks like in our world, and um, it's just this 
this giant church in the middle of the most ghetto part of Lancaster. And, you know, I would go to church as a 16-year-old and, and be done with worship and sit down and um, there's a homeless family sitting next to me, you know, and, or there's someone I knew had been a prostitute or um, all these things that I started realizing, like, man, like, I feel like Jesus would hang out here. That's pretty cool because I, there's a lot of churches that we can go to, and that's not necessarily there, right? There's this, um, like, Christianese that we've talked about that becomes so standard in churches. And um, so after that, I, at age 19, yeah, I think. I think I was 19 when I moved here. Um, I moved up here, and I moved to go to a local music school in San Luis Obispo. So I did that and um, immediately just started kind of asking God, like, okay, what do you have for me here? What, what church should I be at? Where should I be fellowshipping with people? And um, Because the Desert Vineyard was such a big part of my life. I was so used to being there like three or four times a week and um, doing all these things. And then all of a sudden I was in this place where I knew no one and there was not that community, right? And um, so I kind of, I went around different churches and um, was really seeking and um, I did a cool worship internship where I, I learned a lot and then, sorry, I should stop doing that. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, randomly, um, working at Apple, our old, our, our old pastor, Cody, worked at Apple with us and um, just in conversation, talking to him, he randomly asked me what my tattoo meant on my foot. Um, and I told him it, it's uh, Isaiah 6-8. And he's like, you're a vineyard worship leader, huh? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, I was like, how did you know that? And he's like, oh, I could just tell. And I was like, okay. Later to find out, someone had told him. But <laughs> he pulled me in. And I was like, I need to go to his church. But, at, but right after that, he was like, yeah, well, I'm actually planting a vineyard church this weekend in Morro Bay. It's going to be our first meeting. And I was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah, you should come check it out sometime. I was like, yeah, well, I'm doing worship over here, but I'd love to. Um, so I think like either, I think a couple weekends in, I was like, I'm going to go up there. And I, I came up and I guest led. Um, and immediately I just fell in love with it. And it, it felt like I was home again. It felt like. Um, just that genuine sense of who God is and, and his love and his presence and his relationship just fell upon me and I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. More obey, apparently. Um, so it's been awesome. And So all of that to say, um, I have such a heart for this place. I love this place. And um, it's been a lot of like giving of time and energy and a lot of things that um, take a lot, you know, but are really exciting and are really exciting to be a part of what's going on here. Um, so there's a point to this. Let's look at Matthew 5.14. This is a pretty typical Christian verse. I'm sure you guys have read it. It says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Um, just this idea of when you find something really good, like really good, you love it, it's, um, 
It's sweet, it's genuine, it's real. If you want to like hide that and keep it away from people and like keep it your little secret, maybe if you're a really selfish person, uh, I know that I, when I find something really good, um, everything inside of me wants to share it. Everything gets excited and, and I'm like, man, like, this is so good that I know if other people felt that and saw how good it was, they would think it's so good too. Um, and it becomes this really exciting thing and Jesus puts this call on our life to, um, to not hide that light, to, to stand up and, and shine it for everyone to see and to be this place that people are drawn to. And um, Something I also love about here is it's not very like, there's not a lot of rules here, right? <laughs> Which I think, I love that our church has a ton of people that... Um, we all have different backgrounds in church and a lot of people that have been really hurt by the church and really struggle with uh, what, is this, what does church look like? Does it, is it a building? Is it um, you know, speaking a certain language? or um, Just all of these things that can kind of make up a church. And, um, we're, kinda, we're learning together and we're figuring it out, but the, the central focus here is, is Jesus and getting to know him and um, getting to love him and love on each other. And that's just so important. Um, and Ecclesiastes 3 talks about how um, there's different seasons in life, right? And we're all at different seasons. And um, man, that's long. It says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Uh, a time to be born and a time to die time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time for peace. Um, one thing that, just looking at these passages and, and looking at our church, we're all at different seasons, and we're all coming from different places, and um, that's one of the beautiful parts about being a community, and there not being those boundaries between us, and us getting to just have relationship with one another, and um, so, um, I just kind of wanted to, like, pose the question individually for us to start asking ourselves, what do Sundays mean to us? And, um, it's such a sweet time, and, um, I feel like we all, we all come here and, um, get to share in it with each other and experience God's presence, but what does that mean for us individually, you know? Um, how can God be using me on Sundays at Coastlands and, um, one thing that I hope as your guys' worship leader that I would never do is just keep myself specifically to the worship leader position that, you know, I know, well, God has me in that position for a reason and that's all I'm going to do on Sundays. Um, I'm really excited to see, like, I don't know, I'm not a huge fan of speaking, <laughs> but it's really exciting to see, like, we have this place on Sundays that we could be used in so many different ways if we're open to it, right? Um, and I, 
just looking at everybody here, all the amazing gifts and the strengths and weaknesses that we carry, um, there's just such a sweet way for all of us to say, okay, God, what do you have for me? And I think it's something we do really well. Um, but just as kind of looking, looking forward for Coastlands and seeing um, how can we be sowing into what we have here? Because it's so good. And something that is so good, we want to share that, right? And um, I don't know, I just found it encouraging to think about and like exciting to think, how can we start bringing people's strengths out? You know, how can we start supporting each other? Um, and I think there's a few different phases of life we could all be in. Um, and they're all like great. I think they're all God-given. They're all, there's purpose in everything that God gives us, right? And, um, you could be a person that's in a time of rest, a time that you just need peace, you need, um, you need time with God, you need just time maybe not with people or um, out front or, or stepping into something. You need time to just um, find that rest. And um, something I thought, like, maybe for those people, um, they could think, well, if I'm in that place of rest, maybe someone else needs that rest. And, and maybe on Sundays asking, okay, God, like, who here is weary? Who here is, is tired? And who do I see? Even from, like, expressions on their face. Who do I see? And then being open to maybe I can give them some encouragement, you know? And that's such a huge way for God to use us. Um, just stepping out and, and offering that encouragement. Um, and then there could be people that have all the time in the world and really want to be a part of stuff and are really able to say yes. And there's a lot of things that we could be saying yes to on Sundays with um, just helping each other out. And I love on Sundays after where, like, kids jump in to tear down the, the chairs and everybody's working together. And it's such a beautiful picture of that. And, um, that's something I just hope we continue to be working together and, and keeping to just build up this place that we love. Um, and maybe that's you. Maybe, you know, this is a time for, for you to ask God, um, what, are, what are the things that I can say yes to right now, God? What do you have for me? Um, what are maybe areas of, of coastlands that um, are, are needs for us that maybe I didn't realize and I can actually fulfill? Um, maybe that's you. Um, the one I think most of us are, our uh, life is really, really busy, and there's a lot going on. I know I'm in this boat, <laughs> um, but maybe there's one thing I can say yes to. You know, maybe it's saying yes, but with wisdom, um, and it's saying no to certain things, and um, just talking with some friends about what I was going to talk about, it was funny thinking back to, like, when I was in college and high school, I used to get in really big fights with my dad because I was so involved in church. And it was this unhealthy, like, we would get in huge fights. And I'm thinking, like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm, like, the perfect child. Like, I'm involved in church. I'm not, like, going out and doing crazy stuff. Like, you need to re-examine yourself. <laughs> and later on in life, seeing, while those things, I'm old, okay, 23, demean me. Um, just looking back and seeing while those things were really good and they were, um, they were giving me life when I was there, 
Um, there was a lot going on around me that I didn't pay attention to necessarily, and I'm sure there were certain seasons of that, that serving that um, I may have missed out on some stuff or missed out on some time with God that I, I could have had and I could have grown from. And um, my definitely like my personal life with God, I think, came out of, of that time was a little rough, especially when I moved here. And I was like, I have all this alone time. Like, what do I do with myself? <laughs> and I realized like, oh, I could, I could talk to God and I could read and I could do all these things. <laughs> Um, so maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe life is crazy and thinking about committing to something or when you hear like, you know, we need help with children, like that sounds so overwhelming right now. But maybe there's just one thing you can say yes to and maybe it's just every once in a while, you know. Um, or maybe it's saying yes to, God, how can I pray for people on Sundays? How can I be more aware of people around? Um, yeah, I just have so much excitement for what we're doing here, and um, I know we've, we've talked with Chris and Sarah about it, and we love them, and we're excited to see what's happening, and um, I just wanted to encourage everyone to um, just be looking for what God has for you here, and um, how we can continue to just build each other up, and support each other, and love on each other, and do what Jesus did while he was here, and um, what he's taught us, and um, yeah, so... Just wanted to encourage you guys. I hope, hope it's encouraging. <laughs> um, if you're new here, we we I don't know if that was a long. No, it's fine. We're good on time. <laughs> um, we like to end kind of our um, talk, talk teaching time with um, just sharing. And if anybody has like a word or something of encouragement or a thought. Um, we just like to kind of open it up and, and see what's on the hearts of everyone. And, um, yeah, so if anybody has anything, you throw it out there. Mike, you can come up if you want to. I see you, like, itching on your seat, like, ooh. Okay. be hard and I feel like maybe a lot of us come from places where walking in there was more um, maybe condemnation or things that that were hurtful um, other than that sweetness that Jesus actually offers and that Jesus is all about Um, and it's pretty exciting to see that in our humanity and in our brokenness we can come together and that's our focus you know pretty cool yeah Yeah. And, uh, and I've been so encouraged just this 
Kristen, it's nice to know that uh, your perception of us being ragtag. I couldn't tell if you were going to be serious yeah. or not. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's nice to have that feeling. And that we can work together like that. I just had a couple of impressions that I just wanted to share. One was that I felt like this morning, as it relates to what you were saying, a couple of things. One was that if you have been here for a while and have not met somebody that's new here, to before you leave, go over and, and meet them, say good morning, find out a little bit about them and what's going on in their lives. Uh, community is like that. If you ever come to a table and um, you're having, you're going to be eating together, but you don't know everybody, I've been to a wedding, sat at the table, you don't know them, and so what begins to happen? You begin to have some community, you can introduce yourself, you talk a little bit. So I just wanted, I just really felt strongly that There's a little green line up here. And the picture was a person walking along on this line like this. But it wasn't a line. It was a person walking on the edge of a cliff. I mean, that cliff dropped off like at about 1,000 feet. But they were right on the edge. And the first thing, I mean, it was kind of scary when I saw this. And I think, why are you walking right there? I didn't know why they were walking there. But what did happen? the Lord, I very clearly said, just take my hand and walk, and I will hold you. Do not, it, it was precarious and frightening looking, but he just said, take my hand, you, you'll be okay. Just mm -hmm. take my hand. And you, it was like, I can continue to walk, and I can continue walking. There may be circumstances in my life that are frightening, or why am I right here? Why is this going on in my life? I don't understand. But the Lord says, take my hand and just walk with me. I'll walk with you. You don't have to be afraid. I'll be with you in the midst of whatever it is that is occurring. So if that is something that is taking place in your life, there's something going on you don't understand. Or it's a little scary. You don't have another sermon for us? <laughs> so, 